My name is Milan Mori and welcome to our podcast Warrior Family. We are a family of successful entrepreneurs, visioners, hustlers and leaders. We are compassionate, loving, fearless and determined. We fight for love, profits and a better world. And this podcast was made for future leaders, entrepreneurs, world changers and families all over the world. We gained our wealth by running one of the best network marketing companies in Europe and successfully coaching and speaking empire. Our stories, tips will show you that everything is possible. And this podcast includes all the best sales, marketing, relationship, personal growth, and health advice you can get and interviews with the most successful people in the world. Our motto is, my business is not my family. My family is my business. And we are here to show you how to have it all. Hello everybody, this is Warrior Family and I am Smilian Mori. I know that you are all here because you want to live and create the life worth living, but in order to do this, we have to do something about it. And my goal within this show is to bring you guests, their hacks, mindsets, strategies, systems that can help you build a life and create the life worth living. And today I have a special guest. His name is Brandon Myers. He is the owner of the Create You Agency, established influencer with over 2.5 million followers, former college football athlete, YouTuber, and bodyweight fitness expert. The current focus is to develop profitable businesses and softwares for others online. Hello, Brendan. Nice to meet you. Welcome to my show. Happy to be here. Yeah. When I read your introduction and uh, I thought that you are around 37, 30, <laughs> 38, but you only, you're only 26, 26. 26. I usually don't mention my age because no. I, I feel age is just a number. It really yeah, is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've been around the block, you could say, up till, up till now. So I'm, I'm excited to be here. Okay. So let's start with your family. Yeah. You have brothers, sisters? Yeah, I have, a, yeah, I have a brother. He owns a chain of gyms on the East Coast of the United mm-hmm. States. Mm-hmm. I also have a sister. She works with inner city school kids in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Just so grateful to have them as mm-hmm. uh, siblings. And then my father is an executive of a multi-million dollar business mm-hmm. and doing great there. And then my, my mother, she's been supporting my growth and everyone's growth in the family and, and really instilled a lot in myself. So my family is uh, grateful to have them. Mm-hmm. Where did you get this entrepreneurial spirit? My father. Yes. Every single morning. And this is something I've never shared before except for just a few weeks ago with my own father. But he uh, would wake up every morning at 4.30 a.m. Incredible. And he would go and go to the gym. So that's where I got my fitness drive from. Mm -hmm. And then he would go to work. He also had owned his own businesses. And I would wake up when he would wake up open up the crack of the door and watch him every single morning for years and years and years since I was a little kid. And he didn't know that. Nobody else knew that. But that's where I got my drive. And I knew that even when I was younger that I wanted, I had a briefcase in my hand and one of the pictures with him. And I was like, this is something that I want to do. I want to inspire somehow and develop something for myself and other people. He owns a business? What yeah. Kind of, so what he, he used to own okay. multiple businesses. He worked in the industry of, so there was like baseball figurines and specific type of bean bags, like through sports and everything. And so he was one of the first to ever introduce that to the scene. And then now he's just running a business, Toyota Nationwide Lift Trucks, mm-hmm. which is a multi-million dollar, really, really big company that's mm-hmm. extremely established from my uh, great uncle who mm-hmm. founded it. So what did he teach you about life that you can be grateful for? He taught me to always put other people 
on the same side of me at every point in my life. So I'm never first, but I'm never last either. And so take responsibility for myself, but also take responsibility for people around me. And he showed that through supporting financially for other people. He was always there at my games, my sporting outings, and everyone else in the family. So I always understood that, hey, if I'm going to be someone that's influential, I have to go in my father's footsteps in a way of being just one with everyone around me. And that, that's really it. Like He just instilled that, that mentality of, mm-hmm. hey, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. And it's just, so even though he was busy, he didn't miss your oh, no. sport events? No, no. It, wrestling, college football, everything. Baseball, soccer, if I played tennis. I played every sport known to man. Uh, not known to man. I mean, <laughs> the yeah. majority. Yeah. I mean, American so sports. you played soccer? <laughs> I did. I did play soccer, okay. for, football for, yeah, yeah. for two years. And he was always there. And that's something that I struggled with even up to, to being 26 years old is showing up, showing up in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always just showed up just to be there. And just recently, I started to really connect on a deeper level mm-hmm. with people around me and my goals and my aspirations mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and it's, it's just helped elevate my entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you learn from your mother? Be, number one, grateful. 100%. We were never given anything. You know, you have to work for, for what you have and what you do have. Sometimes you are provided really great opportunities. Be grateful for those opportunities, number one. Uh, number two is care for others like you would care for yourself. It's so, so important. And number three is just to be you. And, and that's it. And never worry about what any other person's saying about you. I'll run around at a club and dance. I won't drink anything with a shirt off for all I care, you know? I'll do what I feel is just bringing me fulfillment and happiness. And that's what I really learned from my mother. From mother? Yeah. She's also entrepreneurial. No. No, no stay-at-home mom. Wow. Yeah. Worked. She, she has to. Yeah, yeah. She... she um, She's just really caring. You know, she's there. She's always there. She's there for you uh, when you need her most. You know, so that's so, so important to me. And me showing up for other people, that's kind of where that came from as well. Just, you know, not an entrepreneur, but an entrepreneur as a stay-at-home mom. I feel like that's yeah. a that's a huge job with yeah. three kids. With three kids. Crazy kids. And one it's really crazy. Huge, yeah. huge job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how did you do in school? I did... I, I didn't do bad in school. I was a B plus student. I'm not sure how they, mm-hmm. how they do it everywhere else in the world, but in the United States, you know, A, B, C, D, F, you don't want to be an F. <laughs> but yeah, I was B, A student going into college. I kind of slacked my freshman year as a collegiate football player, but I took my exercise physiology degree very, very seriously. And yeah, I started to get A's and B's all the way through. So it wasn't too hard for me. I didn't like it, but you got to do what you got to do, you know? So how did you get into the fitness? Yeah, so my father, watching my father, um, I was actually at one point 119 pounds. I was a professional gamer um, back when I was 14, 13 years old, had acne all over my face. And I was like, uh, I was really depressed at that, at that point in time. And I was always an athlete growing up. And I knew that I needed to take the next step in my own life. If I ever wanted to feel true fulfillment and happiness in my life, just get to the gym, work out, and go play football in high school. And I did, and that's kind of where I was like, 
I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, hey, if I want to be something in my life, I can't just sit in a room and play video games for eight hours a day. Yes, that's a, that's a career in itself, but it wasn't for me. And that's where I took the next step. It's not so common that guys your age, they start with a business. When did you start with the business? Yeah, so I actually decided to leave football. My dream was to play in the National Football League. My coach told me to, to look behind me when I quit. He said, look, you're starting. Look at who you could have been. And I knew at that moment, moment in time that that's not who I wanted to be. And mm -hmm. so I pursued YouTube, social media. Um, I grew a million in six months on Facebook and 50 million view video here, 10 million here, you know, ab workouts. And I started becoming very unique in my style. You know, I'm 200 pounds, I'm doing handstands on pull-up bars, I'm doing backflips, I'm lifting crazy weights and stuff. And so for the first two and a half years, I really wasn't doing the business side of, uh, you know, I wasn't making money. I wasn't making money, I was just growing. You were just famous. Yeah, I, I was famous, quote unquote. And it's because of specific strategies I put in place mm -hmm. and things that I, I don't really share too often, but I'm gonna be writing a book about it eventually. And it was, that's where it all started. And I took off about three years in, I recognized that, hey, I need to make some money. Like, I can't be doing this. How many years ago? This is about four years or four and a half were, years yeah, ago like when I really started to take the next step in making money. So, so what were the first steps? That you well, the first step, I, I just released workout programs okay. and I put them on online for $17.99, $17.99. I, I thought 99 cents was like, the perfect the thing, magic, yeah, the, the magic, the magic right. number. Uh, and then a bundle for $67.99. It sold, I made like seven to $10,000 per month, actually like four to $10,000 per month. And I was doing it for a while and, and I didn't really understand. I just put links like mm -hmm. in random places, like under my Facebook videos. And I was like, hey, buy my workout programs. People bought them, but it wasn't until I met someone that was a mentor to me, but also a partner to me when I launched one of my first, my second ever business called Be Cut Fit. Mm -hmm. And that was when like the first week or the first four days I made $42,000. And that was kind of like an eye opener for me. I was like, wow, I can make money and I can inspire and help people. And even though my first company tanked and I lost $10,000 and then $28,000 for an app, I knew that, hey, there is a way and I just need to figure it out and be strategic on creating that future from that point. What happened with app? <laughs> yeah, so um, jumping the gun, you know, you, you talk about being impulsive. I am one of the most impulsive people you could meet. I get things done very quickly. I've been video editing for seven years. I'll film something, edit it before someone can blink an eye. And so back then I thought, hey, app, how can I create an application that everybody can can use? And I didn't sit down and I wasn't strategic about it. Okay. So I hired a company, paid them $27,000, half up front, half like halfway through. Wasn't thinking, wasn't business oriented at, at all at yeah. that point. And I, I, I wasted, well, I wouldn't say waste because I learned a, a valuable lesson from that. But I spent $27,000 and I never released it. It's just, it was just sitting there, code, code right. just sitting there. It was horribly made. It took a year to make. It was supposed to take three months. So it was, it was nothing I was looking for, you know? And so when you get smacked in the face like that, especially at, at such a young age and being so new to the business scene and the entrepreneurial scene, I thought that, okay, maybe I can't make money. All it is that I could be doing is making YouTube videos and social media content. And then I met 
you know, a mentor to me uh, back then. Somebody told you that you're daddy's son? Yeah, yeah. Daddy's son? Yeah, you know oh. what it means. They, in my country, they say, ah, he's a daddy's son. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they say, they say I'm, a, I'm a mama's boy. A mama's boy. As well, <laughs> but uh, a mama's boy is uh, y- you kind of find a lot of comfort in your, in your mother and you have mm-hmm. a lot of qualities from your mother, but I believe that we have qualities from both sides mm-hmm. for sure. And I had the entrepreneurial spirit from, from my father and the drive. I work like extremely hard. I'm working all day, every day for my aspirations and my goals and everything that I have. And then from the mother side is the caring, the, the level mm-hmm. of care and love and compassion and vulnerability and authenticity that carries me. So, What advice would you give to some young people that want to start a business they are afraid? Their excuses, they don't have money, they don't have enough skills, but they have maybe passion. They have great yes. body like you right have. right right i would say n- number one just go just mm-hmm. do it you know a lot of people say you need smart work before you you have hard work um, i actually think it's the other way around because if you're you can be as smart as you want and you can put things together as many times as you want but in the end if you don't know how to push through those failures and you don't know how to push through times that are tough you're going to fail, whether you're smart or not. And that's that's how it goes. And you need both. So number one, just when you have an idea, just run with it. Number two, expect failure and embrace failure. That's so big. I know that I've lost a lot of money, a lot of money. And I thought that I was in the tank so many times. But now when I lose money, I know that there is the light at the end of the tunnel. I know. I know there's something. There's a lesson. You know, just recently, I had one of the biggest launches I ever had. And I came from losing everything. Just being able to use my legs. I had herniated discs. I tore my shoulder in four places. What happened? I just went through a crazy part in my life. You know, like a tragic part in, in my life. And I believe everybody needs to experience something like that. Maybe not the same as me, but, you know, I had, I had surgeries. All these different things in six months. I lost everything and I was laying on the ground thinking I was dying every day for eight months. And so being in that state, I still had the mentality of, hey, there's something there. There's something. Like there's a reason why this is happening. And then I came back to California from Florida and I launched my business and everything took off from there. And it's it, when you have a tragedy, it's the complete opposite. You end up seeing the peak of the mountain and it's forever from there. How do you feel? I, f- like. I feel amazing. You know, I have uh, three words that represent me. I'm a loving, compassionate, grateful man. And I take a lot of pride in that. I now connect with people on a whole different level. I'm so grateful to be living. I'm grateful to have my businesses. And I, I'm just, I'm loving. I, you know, I'm, I'm willing to surrender, not mm-hmm. sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to sacrifice anything in my life. I don't want to sacrifice, sacrifice my body. I want to surrender. I want to give. You know, I don't want to just let go of. I want to give. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I'm in, in this setting or anything, you know, my main statement is, is really just, what would you attempt to do if you could not fail? Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, what would you attempt to do? And that's what I want to bring to the world and bring a vision mm-hmm. to the world that you can accomplish anything. Even if you fail in business, even if you, like, even if your your father abandons you, your mother abandons you, a best friend betrays you, backstabs you, business partner takes money from you, whatever it is, you can accomplish the things that you want. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of staying focused and understanding that everything that comes to your life that punches you is a lesson, and that's it. So you are slowly moving from 
being a personal trainer to being a coach, yeah. business coach? Or? Yeah, so not a personal, so I was a personal trainer at one okay. point. I was also a valet. I was also working at Dick's Sporting Goods, which is like a little sporting place. And I was selling workout programs, custom meal plans, and supplements and apparel online mm-hmm. for a long time, for years. And that was kind of my job. So a personal trainer online to the masses, okay. thousands of people, tens of thousands of transformations. And yes, I'm still doing that. It's a mm-hmm. business still, of okay. course, and it's helping yeah. people. Yeah. But now I'm moving into the Create You Agency and the Creative Fitness Academy, which are two of my prized possessions that I'm also partnered with someone else in. And it is a way to bring development and growth and strategy to other entrepreneurs and Mm -hmm. people that are enthusiasts in maybe the fitness space or anything else that want to develop their own business, Mm -hmm. that want to experience the time and financial freedom Mm -hmm. that you and I Mm-hmm. Uh, see every single day. You know, it's it's an incredible feeling. I want everybody to experience that. So yeah, we we've combined incredible groups of of high end influencers, thirteen mm-hmm. of the top experts, and mm-hmm. that's what we're that's what we're engaged in now. So what would be some of the first steps uh, to start an online business? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Learn about your story. If you don't know your story, then you. You can't possibly have longevity in the business that you're developing. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of a lot of people they go into launching businesses for the acute, you know, for for the short term, maybe financial gain or popularity. But things die out. Instagram dies out. Facebook dies out. Snapchat dies out. Things die out. So, if you have a brand or a business or a service that's developed around kind of who you are and what mm-hmm. you represent and everything that you've been through. Mm-hmm. It won't die. It'll only grow because other people that are supporting it and are your clients and are your customers, that's big time. That's where kind of things take the next step in your business long term. Warrior Productivity Strategies is a free ebook you can download at www.warriorfamily.com. It will help you be productive, focused, and motivated. You will achieve great success in a short amount of time. Okay, so create the story, be aware of your story. Yes. What about technology? Technology, yeah. um, use as little amount of applications as possible. Um, that's, what do I mean by that? So applications, so for instance, um, and I'm not sure if that's the question that you're asking, yeah. but w- when I think of technology, I think of, okay, use social media and use all these different things. Yeah, but That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so I'll, I'll adjust my, my answer to that. So my recommendation is to just be unique and post consistently across social mm-hmm. and really build up an email list. Like an email list is so strong. And just use all these social platforms. You know, some coaches, they say only use one, yeah. only use Instagram. You know, here's the thing. There are different types of people on different types of platforms. Absolutely. On YouTube, they're more diehard. Um, if you release a product, they're, they're more likely to buy. They're more engaged. Um, Instagram, it's quick. You know, you have to think it's just a thumb and you double tap. Swipe. Yeah, you swipe. And so my thought is with technology, there's always going to be something new that's arriving to the scene, like Instagram TV, for instance, right? That came in and we don't know if it's going to just fizzle out and die. It could have a huge spike. We don't know. And so whenever something new comes out, just copy that content that you're using on other platforms and just put a little spin to it mm-hmm. and add it everywhere. Because if you, if you are hitting people from every single angle, what are they going to do? 
They're not going to run from you. They can't. You know, they're going to eventually embrace you mm-hmm. and either invest in your business or support your business and what you're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. So which social media channel is the most profitable for you? The most profitable, man, there's, there's been, over the years, it's changed. So yeah. Facebook, organically, it used to be. Used to no be. longer no, organic. How many I, followers do you have on Facebook? 1.5 million. And it's horrible. And the reach? The reach, yeah, the reach is down. Oh yeah, I barely even post yeah. on there because it's so. It doesn't. It's not a great source of income. Suki wants you to pay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. And so Facebook ads is is really big for me and my mm-hmm. businesses. I have a Facebook group of sixteen thousand people. That was also big for me. It's kind of dying down a little bit. Mm-hmm. YouTube used to be even bigger for me. How many and subscribers do you have? Eight hundred thousand. Yeah, wow. yeah. And then Instagram is my biggest now, mm-hmm. biggest revenue generator. But for me, how many uh, followers on Instagram? Three hundred over three hundred fifty thousand. Twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, what I see the most amount of money coming through is not so much the organic, and and not so much the the paid either. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds confusing, but you have organic, you have paid, and then you have lead gen sources, right? So. There's specific tactics where you contact other people mm-hmm. and get them interested in asking you for your service. And so that's one way that I that I go about my businesses and also working with other brands and you know because I don't want to I don't want to be on social media taking photos of myself mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know I want to be on stage. I want to help other people build their businesses mm-hmm. and essentially impact the lives of a billion people. And that's one of my visions. This is your goal. Yeah. When did you start your YouTube channel? Started my YouTube channel seven, close to seven years ago, mm-hmm. six and a half years ago. How did it grow? I funneled everybody into my YouTube. So I started with fitness motivation pages on Facebook, made a lot of partnerships with uh, people from India that were developing fitness pages. Nobody knows this. I've, I, this is the first time I'm explaining it. But um, I've worked with them, and then I funneled people into a fitness motivation page, grew that to 150,000. And then I took that fitness motivation page, and I pushed people to my personal page. And then I started partnering with these other Indian individuals and pushing people to that page and then I moved them all to YouTube. What did you do with these Indians? It's very strategic, but yeah. I kind of narrowed down. I took a huge list of pages on Facebook that were fitness oriented, so uh-huh. niche okay. oriented, and I found out which had the best engagement, which were posting the most often, and I got in contact with the owners of these pages mm-hmm. which through my own little route that I that I took. And I built relationships with them, and then I would pay $5, $10 per shout-out to build my own fitness motivational mm-hmm. page. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I would shift everybody to my own page. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so social, it's just a lead gen. It's a, it's a, it's a lead gen source for me. And I, that's how I grew my YouTube. And I was growing 1,000 subscribers every single day, and that's how I got to 800,000. So it was... Uh, it's been, it's been a fun ride, and I've been able to experience videography, photography, email marketing, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, like the whole shebang. I know, I know across the whole board, um, I wanted to. Like graphic design, I wanted to learn everything. So you know everything. You do it by yourself or no, you so, a team? No, so 
I've had teams in the past, and they they were great help, and they they really impacted my life and my businesses in a different way. But I I really take a lot of pride in learning a lot of the same things on my own, and also from partners around me. And I actually have one partner in the Creative Fitness Academy, incredible guy, and we work great hand in hand. And his name's Este, and we work with you know copy and everything together. And so it's cool because. We can run the. I can run operations with him, and I can also run operations in other businesses and understand how to hire out and what is kind of a ripoff and how long things actually take for the content calendar and all those type of things. So it just makes it easier, mm-hmm. I think, to to run businesses. And yeah, absolutely. What are some of the products you would recommend to people that are starting online? Products. Young people. Yeah. So. This is tough because one of the reasons why I developed the Creative Fitness Academy, yeah. which is a course that teaches you every Facebook ads, email marketing, everything. I mean, brand development, content creation, A to Z, like the whole okay. shebang. One of the reasons why I developed that and partnered with somebody to do that is because I feel like all these other products and courses online, although many of them are are great in nature of of just one thing, like mm-hmm. Facebook ads. I mean, I spent three thousand dollars on a Facebook ads course and made forty thousand dollars the next month from it. You know, mm-hmm. which is great, but they lack all the other components to run a profitable and long-term business. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I developed the Creative Fitness Academy is because there's not really much out there like that. Mm-hmm. So my suggestion for people is, yes, take in the free knowledge and, and start pushing and. and And working towards everything on your own mm-hmm. at first for just a small amount of time, but you need to invest in something. Whether that's a coach like yourself, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. coaches are powerful, mm-hmm. right? But you must also learn the different parts of the business. You know, management. Management's big. How do you even hire people? You know, how do you even scale? Like, if you make a hundred thousand dollars in your first year, how do you scale that? You want to make hundred thousand dollars for just one year and then make twenty thousand dollars disappear? Yeah, no. You need a coach. You need to invest in a coach, a mentor. But you also need to invest in a product. For me, I'm like, hey, create a fitness academy because I'm so passionate about it. But something in that sense, yes. You have uh, coaches for for the Creative Fitness yeah. Academy? Yeah. No, no. So I partnered with thirteen other experts. Mm-hmm. Individuals like Matt Ogus, mm-hmm. he's a landmark in the fitness industry. Brian Acosta, Nick Bear, Josue Pena, who's an Instagram guy with 150 million Instagram network, 300 million now. Matt Pashak, who runs a huge Facebook ads agency. John Cristani, who makes three to five million a year on YouTube ads. And so I took all of these individuals mm-hmm. and I put them into one course that teach. You know, you don't need coaches in this sense. What you need is to go through everything. It's step by step, organized fashion, mm-hmm. so you know how to brand, you know how to market research, you even know the legal. I brought an attorney in. You would mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> I brought an attorney yeah, in nice, and yeah. teaches all of that. So it goes from step one: Who are you? What are your goals? Why do people even like you being around? Right? Because if you don't know why people like being friends with yeah. you, then how are you supposed to know how to approach a client or a future customer? Mm-hmm. That's the gist of. That's a short explanation of it, but it's my. It's one of my pride and joys. Like it got me out of the dumps, and I thought of the idea, and I was like, I got. I have to do this. This is this is powerful. You said you have a goal to impact one billion people. One billion people. When did you hear about goal setting for the first time in your life? I played football, American football. Yeah. So, when you talk about American football, <laughs> that's a uh, everything's goal setting. 
It's you have a goal to beat this team by this day. Um, you have a goal to run this this speed in a race. You have this goal to jump a certain height. The weights, everything. So for me, it was it was when I was 14 years old. It's when I looked at myself in the mirror, acne all over my face, 119 pounds. I, I remember I was wrestling and my coach said I would never be anything. I would never be a college football player. I'd never be a high school football player. I was too small, I was too weak. That's when I started setting goals. I was like, there's no way that this guy is gonna tell me that I can or cannot accomplish something. There's no way. Even though I was weak at that point, I was so strong and I didn't even realize it. And that was my, that was my first step in to goal setting. Do you read some personal development books? I have in the past. Awaken the Giant Within, yeah. that, that was great by, by Tony Robbins. The One Thing was a great book. Mm-hmm. 10X by Grant Cardone, um, I have a connection with him. You know, I've, I've dabbled with some books, but now I've been doing different courses and trainings like MITT, which is a mastery in transformational training. Mm-hmm. And I've been going through that and it's, it's powerful. What is this about? Um, it's all about really bringing your vision to life mm-hmm. and connecting more with people and, and bringing all of your past into fruition and, mm-hmm. and understanding why you do what you do and why, why we have an ego and why we are holding ourselves back in so many different areas of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to bust right through it and now I'm connected with people like I've never been. You know, I was on a sales call yesterday and a young man was, he was very emotional. And I was calm and it's, the, it's one of the first times in seven years that I really had goosebumps and I felt the connection of someone transforming their life and trusting that they had something in them to take the next step with their business. And it felt so much to me. It felt so much. And because of this MITT, that is what got me to be able to connect and to be able to be compassionate and feel that loving side of the sales process. And I think that's so important. And we miss out on that. We miss out on why do we do what we do? Why do we impact the people around us? Why do we want to impact a billion people in our lives? You know, what's one of your goals? What's one of your goals? Like it could be to help a hundred entrepreneurs make seven figures. Why? You know, there's a connection there. What if every single person that bought something from you was impacted and transformed because of you? and because of your company, and because of your business and your strategies. That is, I think, the power and the vision of this world. And that's what MITT kind of instilled in me and, and got out of me from, mm-hmm. from being a kid. Nice, nice. Still a kid. I'm still a kid. I yeah. am. I'm still a kid. <laughs> I like it. I am, I am. You call yourself a kid. <laughs> when do I go to bed? When, yeah. do, I, when do I go to bed? Yeah. I'm very strict. Um, really? Oh, I'm very strict. Yeah. I wouldn't for, say for your friends. Yeah, 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 right? No, yeah, no, he... Uh, <laughs> Am yeah, I right? Yeah, 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 no, he, he's, he's a little bit more on the wild side and he, he likes to enjoy his, his name's Este, uh, incredible guy. But for me, you know, my whole life, I went to sleep between 9.30 and 10 and I woke up very, very early. Got eight hours of sleep no matter what. If I didn't get eight hours of sleep, I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Like, it's brain fog. And so I got out of whack for about a year recently because I was, you know, like I said, I was sick. Mm-hmm. I was going through a lot of different things in my life. And now I'm really, really structured. So I go to sleep around 10 a.m. or 10 p.m., 10 a.m., 10 p.m. Yeah. And I wake up, you know, 
eight hours later or even more, eight to nine hours later, I always have my sleep. I think it's important for your business. I think it's important for your health, obviously. I think it's important for your relationships mm -hmm. and the connections that you can make with people. And then when you wake up? I wake up around 6 a.m., mm -hmm. maybe a little later, 6 to 7 a.m. I'm also boxing now, so mm -hmm. that's something that I'm engaged in. So, yeah, that's... Uh, I'm very strict. I also have a chef that, that cooks for me. Oh, really? And yeah, I pick up my meals from her. Uh, Michelle, she's incredible. Beautiful, amazing food. And nutrition to me as well is just so important. It's so important. And once you're able to invest in yourself, mm -hmm. I believe with a chef, if you can ever afford meals, do it. That's time. That's time that it takes out of your day to really build your business and to build your vision and bring everything to life. And so I do that with everything. You know, boxing, I have a trainer. Food, I have a trainer. I work with Eric Cressy for my, my workouts. You know, yes, I could develop my own training systems all day and I can get stronger, but why take the mental capacity of doing that, even though it comes second nature mm -hmm. to me, when I could be working with someone that's a strength and conditioning coach that can help me with my boxing and can help me with different areas, you know? So kickboxing or boxing? Just boxing. Yeah. How did you get into boxing? So I was actually watching a, a young man named Artemis, and he, he owns a business called Golden Aesthetics. Um, and so that's one of the ways that, that I started working with him. And then also in the past, a long, long time ago, I started watching some kickboxing. I was always interested in, in how people mm -hmm. were taking hits, and they were badass. I was like, this is incredible. These guys can just take everything. And like, I wanted to be able to have those cajones, the, the balls, to get into a ring and do that. And so I actually sparred with a professional U uh, UFC fighter, yeah. you know, and his name's Charles Rosa, and he whooped, he whooped me, like <laughs> smacked me in the face, and in he was playing around, yeah, in a couple minutes, and I was like, this is remarkable, this is, and so yeah, I was like, about three months ago, I was like, this is what I needed, I'm so passionate about this. And when they say, this shit ain't easy, like that's a phrase in boxing, yeah. it is not easy, it is hard. It's not just physical. It's, oh no, it's mental. Yes. And that's what I love. It helps me with my business. I think, yeah. Techniques, like it's the flow, it's the mastery, it's mm -hmm. what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. How are you planning for three rounds down the line? Your conditioning, you know, like, it's great. It's a new toy for you. It's a new toy. It's, it's great because <laughs> you get to, especially when you have new, something that you're passionate about on the outside, um, you get to kind of, all that energy that's built up in the businesses, you know, you're so like, go, go, go. It's like release, you know, you need either meditation or you need a sport or an event or whatever it is to let go of all those, that tension to kind of just, mm -hmm. you know, be able to make room for growth, especially with your business. How old are your clients in general? Man, they could be, they could be young, huh? yeah, yeah, they could be, there's some that are 16 years old that are starting their own businesses. Really? Yeah, yeah, 16 years old. And then there's individuals all the way up to 65 years old, 70 years old. How I remember somebody that is 65 listen to a guy that is 26. It's my passion. It's my passion and how focused I am and my vision. You know, when I've inspired a lot of individuals that are that are older and they see what I'm doing and it's something that they lack. You know, a lot of people lack vision. They lack the passion and when they see it in someone else and they're just so focused on it and they won't let go of anything until they, they accomplish it, I think it empowers them and it drops their ego 
as well. Especially mm-hmm. if like if I'm a fitness guy and I'm helping someone with their physique and everything, it allows them to open up a little bit more mm-hmm. and be like, hey, so what do you know about business? Because I've been doing your ab workouts for a while. I trust that. So it's bringing that trust. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, next step, okay, so you trust me with, with fitness. Do you trust me with your business? And they're always like, yes, mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned vision and passion. What are some of other what are some other traits of successful authenticity people yeah authenticity 100% if you cannot be authentic and be true not true to other people true to yourself how do you believe that you can build something that's so long term you you can't it, it's a roadblock you're going to be running into a wall a brick wall the rest of your life mm-hmm. because it always catches up to you you know if if you're not doing something that you're passionate about that's authenticity and passion comes hand in hand because mm-hmm. your passion lies within your authenticity. Mm-hmm. So that's that's number one. Number two is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing. You have to really be willing to let go, to to see that you're wrong, to take the step when you know courage. You have to take mm-hmm. the step when you really don't think you can. It's like jumping out of a plane. You know, what about the first person that had had a parachute and landed, you know? The first person that flew the the plane and it was like yeah. Double thumbs up. You know, they had to take, they had so much courage. And so definitely vulnerability, authenticity, and courage, surrender. Vision, passion. Vision, passion. What about the beliefs that you would like to transfer to young people? The beliefs are you are capable. You are capable no matter what, no matter where you come from, no matter how dumb you think you are, or if you have a learning disability. I don't even believe in learning disabilities, honestly. Um, I've read, I, I just recently read a book about memory. And this, this guy, I can't even recall, isn't that funny? I can't recall about the, the book that's about memory. I can't even recall specifically what his name is, but he was diagnosed with a, or diagnosed with a learning disability. He was the dumbest in his class growing up his whole entire life. Through high school, he almost got kicked out of school because he just, even in his learning disability classes, he just couldn't learn. And then he ended up being, like, placing in the top three of, of having the best memory in the entire world. There's some uh, competition for it. Top three. He could remember everything. And he just trained it. He worked at it. And so that's my belief that I want other people to carry, mm-hmm. is that if you train towards whatever you want, you can be successful and you can do the impossible. And the impossible, that's where courage comes into play. Mm-hmm. You know? And the other belief is just, is just like, you just know there's something that's gonna come from it. Mm-hmm. You just know. Like, whether it's good or bad, there's gonna be something, there's gonna be a lesson that will be able to transform and blossom um, into something, something that's going to empower you and make the impact that you want. Especially if you have a vision. Your vision will come to life. Your brother and sister, they're older than you? Yes, yes. Brother's two years older than me, or a year and a half, two years. Uh, my sister's three and a half, three and a half, four years ago. Years older than me, mm-hmm. so. They're also in some kind of business, or? No, so my brother, uh, he owns three gyms mm-hmm. on, the, um, on the east coast of the United States. Uh, it's a barbell center, so it's like powerlifting, Olympic lifting, and stuff like that. Um, that's something that I also learned as well in the past. And then also, uh, my sister is the inner city school mm-hmm. teacher. So she's more of a teacher. She impacts people's lives and the visions of young, you know, 
males and females or kids that come from troubled households. I'm talking about gangs and a lot of violence and drugs and jail and prison, like that type of stuff. And so it's almost like we, we all empower the world in some way. You know, my brother in a different way within fitness, powerlifting and Olympic lifting, sister small with the kids and myself more on the, on the mass and the, the grander uh, scale. How well so, did you get along? How do we get along? That's an interesting, that's an interesting dynamic. You know, with my brother specifically, you know, I wasn't there. I went through a lot of different things as being the youngest and I was always last. I was always feeling like I wasn't loved and it, it like, it really hurt me. And so that's actually something that I'm working through now where I'm developing that relationship to be even stronger. Yes, we love each other, but it's that connection, right? It's that, it's that love that we truly need to empower each other and be in each other's lives much longer. And so that's kind of like the connection there. So you had this feeling that you are not loved enough yeah. from your dad? Not from my dad. I always knew I was loved. I always knew I was loved from my mother, but from my brother. And that's something I've never shared on social media. I've never shared on anything. But I, I recognize that it's so, he, he played such a huge role in my life. He did. And me, like getting picked on growing up and I was a smaller kid when I was growing up. Not, not anymore. Now I'm like 200 pounds, I'm six foot. I'm like, yeah, empowered. But when I was young, I was the smallest kid. He was a couple years older than me, which means he was growing earlier than me. So he could overpower me. He could like make me feel a certain way. And, you know, yes, he brought a lot of love to me. But to me, I felt bullied. I felt, you know, all those negative characteristics that, that you really feel when you're a younger brother. I mean, yeah, absolutely. you know, yeah. and so I love him to death. I do. But there's a, a lack of connection there that I'm developing and it's going to be flourishing and it's going to be incredible. I know it. I see the vision and that's it. It's clear. Your father told you that he loved you. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't always like, I love you. Mm-hmm. He showed me in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so there's always been a block in my family of that, of like really connecting with, I love you. Mm-hmm. I truly love you. And like getting emotional over it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like we, we were never the family that was like, I love you, bye. You know, it was like, talk to you later, bye. You know, and, and that plays a huge role. Words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. That's one of my love languages. What do you know? And it's because I feel like I, I lack that for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes, I know my mother loves me. She tells, she tells me, yeah. you know, but my father, he shows it in different ways. We all show love in different yeah, ways yeah. and connection. And when we can be vulnerable, that's where the vulnerability comes into play with mm-hmm. very empowering leaders. Mm-hmm. That's when we can grow our businesses and our relationships and everything. Do you have any productivity hacks like in terms of using some technology tool? Because you're so yeah. young, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like to pick up something. <laughs> yeah, so I would say if you're ever going to edit anything for any videos or anything, use Final Cut Pro, number one. The quickest and easiest way to edit, for sure. Um, people say Adobe Premiere Pro, Adobe. whatever. Yeah, Final Cut Pro. I heard about Mojave or... I don't even listen to any of that okay. stuff. Final Cut Pro. Okay. I'm just like, Final okay. Cut Pro, okay. if, they, if the company fails, which it never will, yeah. then so be it. But I'm Final Cut Pro all day. That's number one. Number two, snag it. 
on your computer. So like anything, if you ever need to capture anything, audio, anything like that, Snagit's great. It's like a it's like a screen capturing. So you can use it for if you're taking Instagram videos and reposting, mm-hmm. or if you are putting a layover over some content that you're creating or anything like that, because content is power. Okay. You know, content's yeah. king. And then I would say Google Calendar, like 100 percent block scheduling. But block scheduling, it's you block out time each day that you know you have to eat, you know you have rest, you know that you have to get this work done, and then you put details into each of those. And that'll make your life so much easier. Mm-hmm. Like when you plan for like three months down the line. You plan like that? Now I am, yeah. And it's working wonders. Yeah. I've gotten more done in this past week than I have in months. Like it's, it's really incredible. Block scheduling and planning. It's called black back planning. So you find out what your goal is, I want to make $40,000 per month in uh, on October 2nd of 2019. Okay, how do you get there? Well, I'm going to need to hire this person, this person, and this person. Well, how am I going to be able to hire those people? I need to make X amount of dollars. How am I going to make X amount of dollars to get to hire those people to make that $40,000? Well, I have to release this, this product. How do I release that product? I have to release this um, opt-in and get this, this many emails. And then what am I going to do behind that? Email campaigns. And through those email campaigns, how am I going to provide value? Okay, let's push it back to content. How do I create that content? Final Cut Pro. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like bum, 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 bum all the way through to the end of, hey, I'm making $40,000 now. And it's because I set it up. I knew I was going to make $40,000. Hmm. And that's kind of the, the number one piece of technology, backwards planning, and three month just like create these goals and Google Calendar block scheduling. I see you're excited. Yeah. <laughs> Shit gets me pumped. What, what is the fastest way to get to the $10,000? $10,000? A month. $10,000 a month? Yes. High ticket. High ticket products. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is get somebody on, on a phone call, get them, get all their pains and frustrations to show and to remove all of their limiting beliefs and sell them on whether that's coaching. Coaching's big, right? So if you're a fitness professional, coach people online. You'll make $10,000 quick per month. If you know a lot about life and you know how to accomplish a lot uh, and really touch the lives of others, whether it's psychology or whatever it is, hit that niche with coaching. Mm-hmm. I would never tell anybody to go into something if they don't know about it, right? But it's high ticket. So anything really $500 or more, you know, any type of product, even $300 for coaching you can do. Just You just don't want to suck up too much time. Yes, personal time. Yeah, and you want to be able to offer more value, small amount of time with a lot of money involved. If you are enjoying interviews so far, make sure to follow me on other social media. You will find me on YouTube and Facebook as Million Mori Warrior Family, on Instagram as Smillion Mori, and on LinkedIn and Twitter as Smillian Mori, S-M-I-L-J-A-N-M-O-R-I. You mentioned limiting beliefs. What were some limiting beliefs that you had to overcome? Oh man, I'm not smart enough. I don't look good enough. Now I think I'm the most handsome man in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, you know, I, I'm not good looking enough. I am, I'm not fast enough. 
I am not loved enough. People don't trust me. I'm too weak. I have no experience. Mm. No, I have no experience is a huge one. You know that. A lot of clients, like they're like, but I don't have experience. I'm not an expert. Who defines you as being an expert? Who? It's you. not, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not your peers. It's not your competition. If your competition is telling you you're not an expert, it's because you're true competition and you have something that's valuable. And so that's, that's really the, that's the limiting belief. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't have it, I'm not an expert. I'm not good enough in this industry. Those two. Powerful stuff. Yeah, strange, but we all think that we are not good enough. Yeah. yeah. It's because we don't practice, we're not vulnerable enough. We're not authentic enough. Like, if you want to scream at the top of your lungs at one point and you're outside and there's people around, what are you going to think of? Well, this person's going to think that I'm weird. This girl that I just looked at that's very beautiful, or a guy, whoever, however you roll, yeah. I, they're going to think they're not going to be attracted to me because I say that. And, like, I have to wear these type of shoes because of this. You know, I don't care about the socks that I wear. I'll wear 15 different colored socks any, anytime I want. You know, I remember even in high school, I used to wear a tank top sometimes out, and it was hot out. And also, I, like, I was building a body. I was like, I'm, I'm feeling free, cool. But I had friends that would be like, Brennan, like, you, owe, like, you never wear a regular shirt. Like, like you got to stop doing that. Why? You know, Why? And that, that, it all like closes us into like this prison mm-hmm. that we can't get out of in our lives. And once you break out of that prison and you're unique and you're vulnerable and you're authentic, that is where like, I have no else, no way else to put it. Be vulnerable and be authentic. Wow. Great. I have last question for you, but you don't have kids yet. So the question goes like this. If you have kids. <laughs> Just pretend you have only five seconds to live. What message would you send to your kids? But now you don't have kids. If I had kids, I can tell you. What? What would you say? No matter how tough your life becomes, know that your true self is happiness, joyful, vulnerable, authentic, and that anything that stands in your your way can be accomplished because millions of others before you have done the exact same thing. Go, and that's it. Great, and what would be the last words you would like to hear from your father? From my father? Yeah. I'm proud of you. I am proud of you too. You are 26 years old, only watch Warrior Family Show. Follow him on his social media. Uh, You will have everything in show notes. I'm happy to have you on my show. See you. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Thank Thank you you so much. much. Resources from this interview are available online. Visit www.warriorfamily.com and download the free book Lessons from Millionaires with all the resources mentioned in the interview. If you want to be a warrior who has it all, visit www.warriorfamily.com and download my ebooks for free. Learn all about warrior productivity, habits, mindset, marketing and sales strategies, confidence boosters and many other things. I promise that you won't be disappointed. More valuable content is waiting for you on my social media profiles. Instagram, Smillion Mori, YouTube and Facebook, Smillion Mori, Warrior Family, Twitter, Smillion Mori and LinkedIn, Smillion Mori.